0: and Sorores, Rodman R. Clayson. Brothers and Sorores, Does psychic ability imply spirituality? It must immediately be recognized that the words psychic and spiritual are not synonymous. In a way you are already spiritual in the sense that your inner self, the real self, the divine self, is very much a part of you, and it is spiritual. Furthermore, you are endowed with the highest divine power and the faculties to use this power. But do you manifest your spirituality? We find the word spiritual defined variously, such as pertaining to that which is sacred, spiritually akin, pure, holy-minded, influenced or inspired by that which is divine, that which has to do with the Holy Spirit and thereby affecting the spirit within us. This of course is from Orthodox theology. Philosophically, the word spiritual pertains to the highest endowments of the mind, the highly refined thoughts and feelings which we entertain, intellectual and moral refinement, purification, and the endowment of the nature and attributes of that which is holy and sacred. To live a spiritual life means to be governed by the urges, aspirations, and inspiration of your divine self. The Rosicrucian use of the word spirit cannot be expanded into the words spiritual or spirituality because to us spirit is the negative phase of nous. The spirit vibrations make possible your physical body, a chair, a table, in fact all the physical aspects of the world. The soul force or essence, the real you, the soul personality, must have a physical vehicle for physical manifestation on this plane. The manifestations of the essence or vibration of spirit make material things possible, including your physical body. Let us approach the subject of spirituality from the viewpoint of Rosicrucian idealism. Idealism may be defined as a system of thought and action derived from the ideas of your mind which have to do with the fundamental reality. To us, the fundamental reality is God, the cosmic. As Rosicrucians, we are students of mysticism. In our teachings, we find that the significance of mysticism is to have direct knowledge of God, immediate awareness of relation to God, direct and intimate consciousness of the infinite. In a broad way, we look upon spirituality as a system of idealism, and of course, we give much consideration to the attainment of our ideals. We delve deeply into the nature of things. We delve into the philosophical and metaphysical fields. We look for additional channels by which the absolute and the purpose of the Creator may be revealed to us. In gaining personal power, peace of mind, understanding, and human compassion, we are obliged to relate ourselves to our total environment, to the material world as well as the spiritual, infinite, or immaterial world. In thought and action we can uphold ideals which exist beyond the values established by the material world. We know that as individuals we are all part of the underlying reality that is mind and soul essence or force and therefore are intimately related to divine or infinite reality. Our knowledge has taught us that deep within the self In the inner being which constitutes a segment of this reality, lies the power that is life itself and that motivates all forms of behavior. Within ourselves we find the connecting link between our objective behavior and the ultimate purpose of the cosmic scheme. In relating ourselves to the purposes of the Creator and the ideals which they represent, we are approaching the mystical concept of being, the oneness of all life, of all creation and of all purpose, and a conviction of God or the Infinite as a final reality. Our Imperator has said, A state of spirituality denotes conduct indicative of man's spiritual nature. To live a spiritual life is to be governed by aspirations, urges, and inclinations originating in the Divine Self, and as expressed by the dictates of conscience. And to use these higher powers of which man is possessed and aware. Now, all of us are striving for spiritual awakening. As students of mysticism, we are seeking an approach, in fact, an embracing of the divine mind. We are seeking to allow it full expression in our mortal being. We are seeking the proper interrelationship, the integrating of the soul quality with the material body from them arise that reflection and comprehension which we refer to as the personality, the self. Spiritual perfection consists of being able to bring oneself into resonance or attunement with the essence of soul perfection, the cosmic, the absolute, the supreme mind. Spirituality is the result of adjustment, adjustment to the divine consciousness. It is not found in certain types of individuals, nor does it consist of a physical function. The technique by which our spirituality can be accomplished is through meditation, by which we consciously seek to be absorbed into the universal consciousness of the divine. It has been said that the divine essence, like a stream, runs through all mortals. We can all partake of it. The extent that we do so depends upon inclination and preparation. Psychic development makes possible our realization of higher levels of consciousness, a greater sensitivity by which we can be receptive to and perceive cosmic impressions. Through psychic development we are enabled to become spiritual because we have communed with the cosmic mind, with the infinite. If we are ideally mystically adjusted, we will naturally fit into the cosmic scheme and thus manifest the spirituality of our nature. But the fact must be recognized that by simply having a certain amount of psychic ability, we are not spiritual or manifesting spirituality. We will not devote time to defining the word psychic. There is no question that all Rosicrucians have at least a fair knowledge of the meaning of this word and that one's psychic ability is enhanced by the stimulation and further development of psychic glands and centers. We are all psychic, but we are not all necessarily spiritual. A gambler may be psychic. Through intuition and hunches he may win at cards or pick the winning horse. An outlaw or gunman being sought by the law may intuitively or psychically know that officers are near and use the greatest caution in hiding. In telekinesis, the psychically gifted person seemingly causes chairs, tables, etc. to move about. A person may seemingly be able to make a Ouija board spell out curious sentences. It was said years ago that Dunninger was the world's greatest mind reader. You have undoubtedly read of him. There is no question about his psychic ability. In testing the extrasensory perceptive ability of of hundreds of subjects, Dr. Ryan has found that a great many people can successfully transmit or receive impressions of special symbols which he has drawn on cards. You may respond beautifully to suggestion. You may have tremendous willpower and great ability in creative visualization. You may have tremendous success in sending telepathic messages and performing seemingly miraculous feats of magic. At will you may be able to see auras and past incarnations, but this does not make you spiritual. None of this is indicative of spirituality. All of it is possible because of psychic ability, the use of the faculties of the subjective mind. We use the subjective mind in projection of thought, in absent healing, and in numerous metaphysical and mystical exercises and principles. These psychic abilities are made possible because of the subjective mind, but it is not the subjective mind and its psychic faculties that bring spirituality. This, however, is a step in the right direction. Of course you readily understand that the scores of exercises and experiments in the monographs are for the purpose of stimulating and developing your psychic faculties the psychic faculties must be developed so that you are prepared to take the next step which can bring you mystical spirituality. As instructed in the monographs and referred to many times by our Imperator, we have levels of consciousness. For simplicity's sake, the order refers to only three levels of consciousness, although in the study of psychology other levels are identified. As far as we are concerned, the highest level is subconsciousness, the next level is subjectivity, and the third and lower level is objectivity. Our Imperator has pointed out that we should not interchange the terms subjective and subconscious. In the Rosicrucian manual we find that mind is divided into domains of functioning. In other words, we do not have two or three minds, We have only the one mind with its various distinctions of manifestation. From our teachings, we understand that the objective mind is the consciousness of outward effects and causes, that is, of conditions existing beyond the self. The objective mind is limited to perception of externality. Attributes of the subjective mind have to do with reason, will, memory, and imagination. Abilities of the subjective and objective lie within the one mind. The consciousness of the subjective is just above the level of the objective consciousness. The consciousness that perceives sound is not a different consciousness from that which reflects upon an incident of memory. It is, however, a reorientation or refocusing of consciousness to the impressions arising directly within the mind. The subjective is, in all reality, a conscious state. It perceives its impressions from an origin different from those of our objective faculties of perception. The subjective mind is that aspect of our mental domain that is concerned with impressions engendered by the mental processes themselves. Subconsciousness constitutes those functions of mind of which we are seemingly not conscious. The subconscious is engaged with certain elements, impulses, and sensations which are not intense enough at the time, perhaps, to pass over into the subjective and objective conscious realms. The outer self may not have any awareness of the subconscious. The subconscious is above the level of normal consciousness, yet other functions and processes of the self are aware of its sensations. Our entire being is impregnated with intelligence. This intelligence is divine and has an end which it strives to attain. The consciousness of this divine intelligence consists of sensations or impulses. When these impulses are forceful enough to affect the subjective and objective states of mind, the outer self is stimulated by them. The mind is graduated into levels of responsivity and function and consciousness. Closely associated with the objective and subjective aspects of mind are those impressions which we experience as emotion. Depending upon the discipline of the emotions, we can be benefited or wrongly affected or impressed. A stirring of the emotions can subjectively bring us conflicting thoughts and ideas. It is from this level of consciousness that we may have realizations which distress us. We may become confused because we have felt that anything which occurred in the subjective psychic state must be divine. Here is where proper and necessary understanding is essential. Here is where misconceptions and misunderstanding can pervade the consciousness unconstructive and unwanted ideas which well up in the subjective mind must not be attributed to an infinite mind or God simply because we feel we have been psychically impressed. As students of mysticism we must learn to allow the inspiration of the subconscious to impress us. Our psychic ability will permit the opening of the door between the subjective and subconscious domains of the mind. It is in the subconscious that we realize the most profound and spiritual essence of our being. It is there that we free ourselves from confusion. In our meditations we are obliged to penetrate deeply into the subconscious. We endeavor to commune with the very foundations of self, the absolute mind, the supreme intelligence. Without endeavor and proper preparation, we may advance no further than the subjective consciousness. The subjective mind is not the means for relating your divine self to the absolute intelligence. It is not the channel through which you receive cosmic inspiration. The experience of the deep spiritual state of the subconscious is not always immediately carried over into the subjective or the objective in your meditation. It is experienced within the highest aspects of the self, Perhaps sometime later, following your dwelling in the subconscious, the necessary stimulus may reach into the objective mind as an intuitive impression, an inspiring truth. It should be understood that the subconscious mind represents the level of the whole stream of consciousness that lies behind our realization of self and externality. It is more directly related to cosmic intelligence. We may say then, that the subconscious mind is a bridge across which the divine consciousness passes from the cosmic to the objective mind of man. This gives us vision of the cosmic and perception of the infinite, and an insight into the divine realms which are far removed from the physical. The highest level of the mind, the subconscious, helps us to have a realization of the spiritual world of the cosmic. Without a technique for psychic development, this would not be possible. It is obvious then that your degree of psychic development will have much to do with the degree of your spiritual and mystical development. By opening the door to the subconscious you may have a realization of the touch of the mastermind, of reality, the touch of divine guidance. Psychic ability makes this possible. The divine, infinite, or cosmic world is the world of spirituality. It is our touch with this world through the subconscious mind that makes and brings forth our real spirituality.